Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. My guest today is lead analyst Logan Motoshami to talk about inflation, jobs, and why, unfortunately, mortgage rates are rising. Logan, welcome back to the podcast. It is wonderful to be here, and hopefully, where my Niner game, oh, Niner stuff, it's Friday morning, it's right after the existing home sales report, and hopefully I'm happy on Monday uh, as they were playing in a playoff. When this airs, yes. Otherwise, we'll, we'll be seeing you in your gear and saying, oh, that's so sad, so... We'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to um, be the cow. We don't want to be the Cowboys. By the way, it is so great. You know what? You know what I loved about X when the Cowboys were getting thrashed by the Packers is that everyone on social media joined forces together to bash the Cowboys. People that did not even people that hated each other on social media joined forces to bash the Cowboys, and it was just wonderful to watch. It's the one thing that can can bring our country together. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, okay. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, gosh, we're going to get to mortgage rates, but let's start with the existing home sales. Yes. Existing home sales came out. And you know, one of the things I was talking about in the last few weeks is that purchase application data started to have its positive run in uh, November. And remember this data line looks out 30 to 90 days. Uh, so uh, I didn't think December was going to capture some of this so we have a very low bar like i always i I, how i explain this you know when i went on cnbc yesterday i said everyone let's be realistic here we have the third calendar year of great recession lows in demand third calendar year right existing home sales got a little bit below four million back then we have 157 million people working so we have the lowest bar ever so let's put context in some of this uh, demand coming up again. I, I believe rates need to go lower for longer for to get this thing really going. But for now, we're going to get a little bit of a bounce um, when it when it comes out. Just keep it in context. And we remember we created the tracker article to keep people in line of what's happening. Uh, uh, so it's not surprising that existing home sales came down a little bit. But it just shows, you know, what are we dealing with? Extremely low levels of demand, which is also a public policy choice as well. Um, but uh, in this context, when we see the sales start to rise, let's remember where we came from. This is not the COVID-19 recovery where, boom, we're going to uh, uh, get uh, home sales unleashed again. And, and here's something, a, a good, dis- good discussion for everyone to remember. A lot of people believe that if the Federal Reserve and the government didn't stimulate home sales would not go up let me let me tell you if you want to again pull out your amateur rookie uh, housing card you do this right so existing home sales broke out before COVID-19 hit us right uh purchase application data hit pre-cycle highs going all the way up to March 18th March 18th 2020 existing home sales had a pre-cycle high print before COVID hit us that means the level of sales was up and then the inventory level broke. So with lower rates, you get more buying power, but the demand was already there. The one variable that changed was inventory broke to all-time lows. And we have over 153. There is so many bad housing takes that, again, part of the reason we do the Neurotory is to explain to people, right? Economics is demographics. We have a lot of people that certain groups of people buy homes, affordability runs it. 
So we're working from a very low bar right now because in January of 2020, the existing home sales print was uh, almost 5.8 million. Here we're 3.78 million. So we have a we have a very deep collapse in demand. Uh, we inventory is still very low. The the NAR data is back down to a million uh, active inventory. The peak in 2007 was four million. So when rates do fall, demand picks up a little bit, and we work off the equilibrium off there. And it's gonna it's not gonna be like COVID where we just shoot right back up. Uh, even with the purchase application data, it's not showing anything like that. But small steps, we'll work our way there, and uh, we'll take it one week at a time. But context is key. You have to, you know, where you're coming from matters. I think that's so important because it feels like every time we have a change in economics or something's happening, people go to the last cycle or the one before that. So it's either 2008 or it's something from COVID. And, you know, everything is very unique. And in this cycle, especially, we're coming off of that COVID stuff, but it's different. It is. I, I just also get, I, I, we're laughing because... John Burns Real Estate, which is a great company, Irvine, California, too. You know, they're they're laughing that, you know, the Wall Street bought 44% of the homes, you know, in 2023, and it was 1%, you know, of, of all sales. Um, just keep things simple when you think about housing. Rent, date, mate, get married, have kids. Younger people buy homes if they could qualify, especially at a certain age. And then you have the move up buyer, move down buyer, cash buyer investors. You put them all together. There is your buying group. Wall Street is very tiny. I buyers are very tiny. And that group, a lot of that revolves around affordability. Affordability got shot. This was the whole savagely unhealthy housing market theme that inventory broke to a level we've never seen before. We have too many people chasing too few homes. So that affordability index getting shot matters because there's no more exotic loan debt structures anymore, right? We had mortgage rates between three and a quarter and 5% in the last decade, right? We never had escalating home sales or home prices escalating because inventory was uh, kept things stable here. It's different. And the days on market today uh, in the NAR report, 29 days, you know, for me, it's like, I feel so much comfortable if we're like 30 to 45 days, but the days on market is also seasonal as well, right? So it you know falls in the spring and then bottoms out and then rises, and we just again we just we don't have a lot of product out there. So uh, hopefully now that we're seeing the new listings data grow, even with higher rates, Sarah Wheeler, last year with eight percent mortgage rates, we actually saw new listings that we're seeing uh, new listings data grow year over year. This is one of the things I talked about on CNBC. So this is a positive. Again, most sellers or buyers, are there stressed sellers out there? Of course, because people lose their jobs every single month, but in general terms, you know, it's a positive to see we're getting more new listings, not the silver tsunami, but, uh, uh, this is the, the way to get back to a normal housing market is to get active inventory, new listings back to somewhere normal. We, I mean, what happened after July of 2022, all the way up to uh, uh, 2023, which is historically low, just can't, you don't have a functioning market in that regard. What do you always say? The best uh, way to fight inflation was is with supply, right? Yes, the best. Yes. It's, you know, and being part of team higher rates, people always say, well, you were team higher rates in 2021. Yeah, because again, I'm not trying to knock people down, but everyone is going to do anything in their best self-interest. Right. So let's all remember what housing was in 2021. Everyone was YouTubing and high-fiving and, oh my God, I got 50 offers and everything because you are celebrating 
this great victory for your seller. And you got buyers out here, 50 people buying on one home. The only way to check that, because we, we can't check credit channels, you needed higher rates to cool it down. Because I don't trust all of you. You're going to do what humans do. You're going to do whatever you can to make the most money possible, right? So we needed higher rates. Now, the rates got very sloppy, you know, getting to 7 to 8%. Rates are still somewhat sloppy in that area. But checks and balances in housing is much different. And you, the Federal Reserve doesn't really revolve its general policy around housing. Uh, they're kind of being very coy right now because of the labor market. And guess what data line broke under 200,000 again? headline jobless claims, right? So what, what do we do? We do this paper, rock, scissors game, inflation or labor data, right? So we always go fists over scissors, labor data over inflation. Inflation falling is so key. It is, it is the baseline of everything that we think can be positive, right? Even for like the soft landing. But the 10-year yield right now is just going to really re revolve around labor data. If jobless claims were at 300,000 and we're about to like break through my recession level, the 10-year yield will go down because what we saw this action toward the end of 2022, uh, the bond market assumed that the world economies were going to force a recessionary data line, was going to force the Fed to pivot. Um, it didn't happen. Even at the peak of the financial banking crisis, the 10-year yield on one day broke that Gandalf line because it's doing what the bond market does. The bond market sees this as, okay, the Fed's going to have to cut rates, inflation. It didn't happen. So the 10-year yield is, again, almost at four and a quarter. That's the peak call of this year. Seven and a quarter mortgage rates is the peak call. But even if we get four and a quarter on the 10-year yield, I don't think we're going to get seven and a quarter because the spreads are better. Right. That's another thing that I always try to remind people. We wouldn't have 8% mortgage rates last year if the spreads didn't get bad. So the spreads are actually problematic in this sense. And we do hear rumors about things that are tr in the works to try to help with the spreads, but uh, uh, labor data is still solid. I, 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 think, I think one of the frustrating things I see is that people listen to all these, oh, well, multiple jobs and the labor market is softening. It's not breaking. Softening and breaking are different things. Hours worked is getting less. There's some companies that are overstaffed or labor hoarding. But the whole labor hoarding thing was, God, the baby boomers are leaving, guys. Right? The whole job openings 10 million was the labor the baby boomers are leaving. And if you replace them, it's a wash. So if demand grows, the need for labor is more now than let's say after 2008 when job openings were at two million. So structurally, the, again, the demographics of of America are different now than they were back then. Uh, and now we see it, you know, more and more companies thinking, oh, we're hoarding our labor because we don't want to like rehire people. So, so there are some companies that are anticipating a better uh, uh, e e economy. The Michigan index actually rose this morning very noticeably. So people are, companies are a little bit more mindful that if I let this person go, can I hire another person uh, quickly? And you, you don't, uh, everyone's a little bit more mindful of that this time around because Robots did not take all the jobs, Sarah. They Robots never took didn't, all the but but AI is is coming for some jobs. I think we are going to see that, uh, you know, in the next couple of years, depending on what that job is. That's that's my. We, we saw this one. movie once. Skynet wins no matter what. Skynet wins no matter what we do. <laughs> we need to find our John Connor right now. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. 
we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's dig in a little bit on rates because ah, I know I understand everything you just said about labor. I understand. But it's disappointing that rates are are headed back up towards seven. Here, here's the thing. If if you look at technically on the 10-year yield, okay, so I know charts and technical things aren't aren't anything, but we had such a huge drop that the 10-year yield got all the way down to 380. Now that is actually really important. We bounced off 380 for a reason. And that four and a quarter, if you kind of look at that, there might be a head and shoulders with a Gandalf hat, you know, forming. Um, but it's rising for the reasons that we always talked about, labor over inflation. So the inflation, did, Sarah, we are going to have like three to six month inflation core PCE running below 2%. You know, we're actually below. So what 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 happens, of course, we have Fed presidents talking about, oh, maybe we don't cut rates as fast as people want, you know? So again, this is a policy choice, right? You have to, if you're playing poker, you're playing the people and you're playing people that are worried about their legacy. Like imagine if Logan took over all the Fed and I got them all out, kicked them all out right there. I'm saying, hey, guess what? We're cutting rates 75 basis points because we overhiked, right? We want to keep the Fed funds rate and core PCE and we need people to buy homes again, right? Home sales have the third calendar year. This is the one thing. Why? Because a functioning country, a country that prospers, right? Rent, date, mate, have, get married, have kids, have sex, buy homes. This is, this is how this all works, right? I'm not letting the old linger with joy, baby boomers, while the young have to suffer. So we're not talking about cutting rates to zero or anything, but you're going to need the 10-year yield or you need mortgage rates to get a little bit of, to get a little bit of growth because again third calendar year of great financial recession lows in housing and the fed is it's a policy choice it's for a reason right um and if you don't remember like i've always said you go back to last february and 6% mortgage rates all of you people that are listening to this you made the fed's life difficult you know, how are they supposed to defeat the 1970s inflation if you guys are having sex and having kids and buying homes and moving? Oh, my God, you're actually providing stuff to the economy. You know, so uh, at one point that does change. But to me, it's they're working off labor data more than inflation. And clearly we can see it now. It's 2024. Ten year yields almost at four and a quarter. Right. The growth rate of inflation. Total, we're going to have core PCE get below two percent on the three to six month levels. We're already even below the Fed's target on that. And they're talking about, we might not cut rates. You better watch out, man. Waller was like, hey, it's not supply that drove inflation. Look at the CPI. Look at the Fred data. So if you're, you know, for all those people who are out there, they're mortgage, mortgage lenders. They are LOs. They are real estate people. We're, we were excited about 2024 because it's like some relief is coming for the buyers, which, you know, lubricates the whole system, makes it all work. What do you think? What is, you know, I know what your range is, but like, what's going on? Well, it, 
it, it, it looks normal. See, this is why I say it looks normal to the range, right? So I, I say labor over, um, here, here's, here's, here's the, here's the frustration. I think a lot of LOs are getting bad information on the labor market, right? I think, I think what I, what I see is people like saying multiple jobs are growing this, the labor market isn't guys, labor market breaking is jobless claims. Okay. I, I don't, I, I'm not saying that one data line over and over again for all of your health. I'm saying that, that the Fed and the bond market will move on that. Um, job growth is slowing as it is, but we stay in this range. We already had such a big move. Unfortunately, that big move came when the 10-year yield is at 5% all the way down to 380. I would prefer that to be like 425 down to 337 and then the spreads get better. The spreads are getting better, um, but... Then you could get down to the low sixes with keeping still the channel intact. But also you got to remember global bond yields play into this. This is not like the last decade where, you know, we had so many other countries uh, with even negative yields. So it's just a different marketplace. It's frustrating. I get it. You know, we do what we can to kind of like bash the Fed and talk them into maybe, you know, loosening up. But uh, it's, it's, it's early in the year. Uh, and again, this is why we track labor data, jobless claims every week. And you could see what happened. The Fed felt a little bit uncomfortable with a 10-year-old getting three and they don't need to. They they just choose to do this. So this is who they are. Play the poker game with the guy and the lady you're playing. Uh, and they're not. This is why I said the Fed didn't pivot it, right? If the Fed pivoted, we'd have a whole different topic. But bond yields are here still. Mortgage rates are still near seven. And the core PCE, three to six month, is about to break under 2% below their target. So play the man in that game of poker. And unfortunately here, it's the Fed. And that that's who we're stuck with. Okay, so what do you see coming up as far as, um, you said there are some things, some rumors about like how the spreads could get better. What does that look like? What are the things that could do that? Well, they're talking about maybe Freddie and Fannie buying MBS, right? So, um, I mean, they're in conservatorship. Like if I was the US government, because the growth rate of inflation, I'm already I'm already implementing something like this just to get the spreads. Like if the spreads just get better, we're talking about six percent mortgage rates, and it's not this is not three and a quarter to five percent. This is something just to get things a little bit going. What you don't want to do is a home buyer tax credit. That was did you know, Sarah, that I hated the home buyer tax credit, the first time home buyer tax credit so much. It was one of the reasons I wanted to write. I thought that was such I a- I did ter- not know that. Yeah, that was like, when I saw that plan being in the news, I'm like, oh my God, I got to write about housing. This is this is. Well, just- I do remember we had a conversation because you were like, all that will do is make things worse. That's- I that mean, it's just your- forwarding it. Oh, oh my God. You, you think about, do you know how many investors love that? Back then, they had all these homes they bought in foreclosure box and they were, they're selling them to mortgage buyers. They front loaded the demand. Demand went up to like 5.4 million and then existing home sales collapsed. All you're doing is forwarding demand to one period- and investors made a killing off of that. I, I, I'm not a fan of that. I understand, you know, there's programs out there to help first-time home buyers, but when you label a plan and you need front load it with a time, all it does is is forward demand of one thing, and then we saw a crash in demand, and really nothing happened out there. So um, uh, providing uh, a better mortgage-backed security market is actually more beneficial because it, it, it impacts the whole, not just one designated group of buyers. So uh, again, that's... You just need lower rates for longer, right, to get this thing going. So we're, we're having growth in purchase application data. It's just nothing 
really big, but we can grow sales this year as new listings, data grow, more sellers or buyers. Again, people have to live. And that's the thing. It's just that COVID is over. The 1970s are over. You know, you got, you got to let things go and you got to live. And this is why when you have too many older people in charge and you have politicians that don't want to give up their, you know, power. And as they get older, it gets harder to get them out, you know, and you get stuck in a certain way. This is why I always think it's, it's very good for having younger people uh, uh, into the discussion uh, because they can relate to uh, uh, younger people as much. And uh, it, it's going to be an interesting year, but so far, everything kind of jobless claims broke under 200,000, the tenure. I mean, if we didn't have this discussion on the growth rate of inflation falling, the 10-year yield could be at 5% today. We could have 8% mortgage rates right? Because everyone's the labor market has to break. The labor labor market doesn't have to break. So I, I know everyone's mad that, you know, rates went back up, but think about it. If we didn't have this growth rate of inflation falling, we're doing the, we have to break the labor market to bring down inflation, 5% 10-year yield. So again, this is a public policy choice by the Federal Reserve and everything. Growth rate of inflation fell without a job loss recession. Land the plane, just land it get rates a little bit lower, get people a little buying. That's it. Everything else will kind of work itself off from the economy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I want to uh, preview something we're doing this week. When this goes live, it's Monday. This is housing week. So Housing Wire is having a housing week and it it features you. And housing week is really to um, a showcase of you know, the data we have, the insight, the analysis, the amazing events we do. And so every day we're doing something different for people who are subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber, first of all, you should be just to be able to access what Logan does every week on the tracker and then all the different reports he he writes up. But this week, especially, we're, we're uh, having a different event every day. The first one is, hey, we're going to showcase our data. The second one is featuring a webinar with Mike Simonson, who is the founder of Altos Research, the amazing data that uh, Logan uses for his tracker. On day three, I am doing a, uh, I am uh, mediating or, or being the, the moderator for a webinar about the LO comp practice that might be illegal. That's going to be amazing. And then on uh, day four, we're going to have you, Logan, be the detective, not the troll, a webinar just for our subscribers. And then the latest on the commission lawsuits on Friday, which I'm also moderating between Michael Ketchmark and Anthony Lamacchia. Huge. We have thousands of people already signed up for that. So this is an incredible week. And, you know, Logan, you are one of the people that, you know, we showcase because your stuff, you can't get it anywhere else. So people have to subscribe, right? Yeah, again, um, my job is just to connect the dots, right? I'm not going to abandon all of you. People give a forecast and then you don't hear from them. We're going to hold everyone's hand and walk through this day in and day out because I don't do anything else with this. And again, my job is to teach economics if you teach economics then you won't fall for the 44 percent 
of Wall Street bought homes last year. We just get 3 million views on some fake. By the way, you know, the final numbers came out on that for 2023. We had roughly almost about 4.1 million home sales. So again, even with 8% mortgage rates, total home sales were actually near 5 million with the new home sales added. But uh, it was 1%, like 1%. All this, all this smoke and jazz about 44% of homes. Again, class warfare. Remember, the Russians have figured us out. You can do disinformation campaigns in America through uh, many different social media sites. I know because I've had to battle with them. But when you have American citizens doing this, domestic Russian interference work of disinformation, that's war, guys. That's why the academic people have to fight back against disinformation campaigns, right? You have to go after that. You can't let these people just go around and say stuff because people will believe them, right? And then you have all these crazy views out there. And reading has gone down, Sarah. Reading has gone down. And that's, that's we have, we, we're, we're fighting a war that we're losing the battle. So tactics have to change. So this, this version of Logan has to be a little bit more theatrical and social media and everything and challenge people to live debates. But uh, we're just here to give you the data. And it goes with whether it's positive or negative. It does not matter. We don't have a bias. People say you're very biased. You're very pro-America. You're damn right. I'm very pro-America. But if the data turns negative, we go with it. If the data goes positive, but we keep it in the realm of reality. And I know economics done right is boring. I'm trying to make it as entertaining as possible. So you all have real information out there. It's trash, man. It is some crazy stuff out there, you know? And I just think generally the academic world does not like X, does not like social media. They don't like to engage people. Me, on the other hand, I will, every single day, I would line these people up in a live debate piece by piece, right? And at least we're trying to get this conversation out. And my version is just to show the data and keep everything in line. Because now, now that we're in 2024, guys, I'm telling you, follow, follow the historical parts of the works and we just go with it. And this is how it's been for since the Peloponnesian War, right? And uh, we just go with that every single week. That's why the tracker is created. So we keep everybody in line because nothing stays static. Things can get better. Things can get worse. But you're ahead of the curve more than anyone else. Logan, appreciate that. And and I will say, I mean, yes, you are pro-American. You are bullish uh, on America, but you are not, uh, what do they call you, a perma bull? I mean, you you like, you're, you'll look at the data and you'll say, this is where the data is going. Anybody who has models cannot be a perma anything. That's rule number one. This is why I'm always saying I want forecasts and I want models. I want live debates with all those YouTubers and TikTokers and Instagrams and X people. And then when you get them on stage, face to face and then you that see you you have to destroy people on camera and then or, oh, I don't have a model I don't have it for oh, really you're kidding this is the person you listen to right so I, I would say that this is a clan this is a very clan like activity it's been happening for centuries right this is we have a version of our own here in America so you have to go after it, but you have to do it in name and face because I want their kids and spouses and coworkers and everybody to see them for who they are because they won't change they will be like this until they die. So we, that person and I, we're, we're going to die and go on the afterlife, but they're going to be in that group. I've always said, we've always had this group of bearish American citizen. The graveyard is deep and it went below the devil's den and we're adding people to it. At some point in the future, some, something will happen. But again, let me tell you, we want to add more people to this. Cycles come and go. We have models for this. They don't. 
Well, we appreciate you. We will look forward to your webinar this week and um, some more articles coming out this week. Logan, thank you as always. Pleasure as always. Sarah Wheeler, people always notice when I call you for your full name. It is funny. I'm a I'm a firsty lasty for you. So that's why sometimes I, I go Logan Motoshami just because you always call me by my first and last name. So hey, that's okay. There could be there are other worse things to say. So I'll take it. Nickname is boss. That's what we call you. We call yes, you boss. You do. Yeah. Okay. Well <laughs> that's fine too. Uh and it's good for you to remember that. Yes, I am your boss, technically. Uh people did ask me that um when we were at the uh, California Association of Realtors. They're like, so are you part of Logan's team? And I was like, actually, Logan's part of my team. But thanks for, you know, yeah, that you can you can call me part of Logan's team. And they're like, wait, are you his boss? And I was like, yes, technically I am his boss. Oh yeah, I'd say Sarah's <laughs> nickname is boss, boss lady. You're in charge, Wheeler. I am in charge. All right. Thanks so much, Logan. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.